0: You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hi, my name is Blake, and I have just a quick note before we get started. Actually, it's more like a recommendation, because this podcast is an immersive audio experience, part fact, part fantasy. So it's best that you listen with headphones on, imagination on, and everything else turned off. Welcome to Abandoned. The All American Ruins Podcast. Season two, episode three. Shannon. We drive through the California desert en route to a casino in Maricopa County, Arizona, site of a tense recount showdown in the 2020 presidential election. I watch Shannon's hands grip the wheel as we blast Kelly Clarkson's A Moment Like This. I smile to myself as I enjoy the spectacle of her fearlessness in the safety of her Toyota Prius that pummels past the October horizon, just over the speed limit, as dusty cactus towns whiz by. Each time we pass by an abandoned structure, I chicken out and don't ask if we can pull over. The drive is much longer than we anticipated when we booked the tickets for my birthday. We're going to see Chelsea Handler, and I don't want to slow us down, so I hold my tongue as the sandy landscape flies by. But, as it turns out, I'm really bad at holding my tongue. Like, there's like a million abandoned spaces we've passed by. In like even an hour, I, I'm gonna have to come back here. This is amazing. We can stop at one on our way back if you want. This catches me off guard. Shannon has never expressed interest in going on that kind of adventure with me. Thrilled at the prospect of sharing my sanctuary with her, my already lifted birthday spirits rise even more. The show is great, and afterward we try our luck at a casino, but our cashlessness, broken ATMs, and my general lingering fear of COVID-19 keep me from feeling comfy at the idea of being in crowded rooms with all the drunken spittle and sweat slinging through the air on this warm Saturday evening. We retreat back to our Airbnb and drift off, fast asleep until the morning when the six-hour drive back to LA lies before us. It'll be short, just a little exploring inside a crumbling desert, a timestamp of the days when Route 66 was a lifestyle. Leaving Albuquerque, nestled in a valley dominated by the lofty Sandia Mountains, Highway 66 leads across the arid grass-covered plains and plateaus that sweep toward the distant hills. A landscape and today, this is how the American road looks. The whole nation has become swift and mobile, flowing along over a great network of highways more than 3 million miles long and constantly growing. Americans can go anywhere, anytime, quickly and economically, can transport their goods, obtain their varied services the same way. Here is of Route 66 is brought to you by Chevrolet in behalf of your local authorized Chevrolet dealer who offers 31 different Chevys and Corvairs at his one-stop shopping center. Nobody had a cell phone, Instagram wasn't a thing, and everyone knew everyone else's name in every small town that dotted the deserts of the Southwest. We're over halfway back to LA when we blaze past an abandoned gas station. I collect the courage to ask if we can go poke about. Yeah, for sure. Veer off to a service road running parallel to the freeway where my colossal treasure awaits. As we pull up, I ask her if she'd like to join me. Mm, It's not really my thing. I've sort of gathered that it's not really her thing. But please take your time. I'm not sure why I feel a tiny bit bummed and suddenly a little self-conscious. Maybe it's because I think she's the smartest person in the room. And I'm always conscious of doing right by her. She's one of my favorite people on the planet, certainly the funniest. I also remember that she always expects I'll be myself, so I am, and as I start walking towards the structure, a sight for sore urbex eyes, those feelings evaporate into thin air. The world of 2021 disappears. I walk through a portal into the past, a version that my imagination has whipped up. Even though I'm turning 34 tomorrow, I smile at the kid in me as the wonderment and curiosity envelops me. I walk underneath the metal sky where four gas pumps used to sit. As I scuff my feet on the shattered concrete and hear the echoes of the highway reverberate beside me, I enter 1979, when the Carter administration was wrought with the oil crisis and gas lines intruded the cultural lexicon a collective experience in cities across America. In little more than two decades, we've gone from a position of energy independence to one in which almost half the oil we use comes from foreign countries at prices that are going through the roof Our excessive dependence... The worst is apparently yet to come in the oil crisis. The United States and... Isn't this disgusting? Why doesn't anybody contact the president? Why is he letting this happen to us? The line today is longer than it's ever been. I have no explanation. I've been in two gas lines already. This morning? This morning. How long did you wait for the first one? We at having good supplies of diesel fuel, but poor supplies of regular and unleaded gasoline. A spot check today of the local station showed that many and of the, the gasoline stations the interstate ran into supply. The by- energy crisis is real. It is worldwide. It is a clear and present danger to our nation. These are facts, and we simply must face them. Cactus City, California, an unincorporated community in Riverside County, a barren chunk of the Ariza Borrego Desert, a few miles north of the Salton Sea Oasis, just south of Joshua Tree, roughly 40 miles east of Palm Springs and 140 miles west of the Colorado River Reservation. Though I've been teleported back to 1979, the sparse population and blaring heat have spared me of the gas lines today. I see Trixie, the gas station owner, standing inside as ELO's Don't Bring Me Down plays softly over the radio inside the station. I go to pull out the nozzle and remember that it's no longer 2021 and that I'm going to have to pay cash inside. I pass through the cracked and graffiti-crusted door of the building. Trixie looks up from her copy of the LA Times and I see the front page headline. House votes to keep gasoline price curbs. Hot one, huh? Hot as fresh milk, my mommy used to say. Trixie mutters as I hand over a 20 and ask for a fill-up on pump, two. Fresh milk. Hot as fresh milk. Prices are seven a gallon. Unspeakable for 1979, but I know I don't need more than $12 worth. 20 on one. 20 on one. Trixie starts pressing buttons to rev up the pump as I start wandering the aisles of snacks and soft drinks in the fridges that line the outer rim of the store. I grab a glass bottle of Mexican Coke, an additional 45 cents. I look up at the ceiling. Spinning fans were above, totally useless. This is pre-AC, and like Trixie said... It's hot. Yeah, they just blow the hot air around. Waste. I've told them nothing. They don't fix nothing. That's 45 cents, huh? Here. How long have you been open? Shit, near 20 years. Something, I think. Like it here? Like it? <laughs> Who likes work? <laughs> she throws back her head and laughs and laughs. You think I like this shit job? This shit job? I completely understand. I worked at a box office in Times Square for seven years. It wasn't my favorite. You like your job? Now I do, but I didn't always. Good answer. Ain't either. Take care, sweets. I thank her and step back through the time portal into 2021, leaving Trixie and her shop behind. Yeah, well, see ya. We'll see ya. Okay. I round the back of the small complex to a side door that leads me into a service garage. I half expect that my imagination will take another deep dive, but it doesn't. I stare into an empty cavern, once full of cars on high lifts, the smell of oil and the feeling of grease on my fingers, the sound of metal machines clashing the underside of broken-down cars. Light from the midday sky blasts through the fractured glass in the windows, and I feel a stillness. I glance outside and see Shannon leaning up against her car, looking at something on her phone. The love for my friend is big. I climb through the hole in the wall and head towards a small gulch behind the station where I find a cement slab that used to be the foundation of some sort of structure, likely some kind of storage shed, surrounded by cacti and old tires basking in the glow of the desert. Remnants of visitors past are strewn about, torn clothes and chipped pieces of plastic and stained paper billowing in the wind. I take photographs with my Polaroid that I purchased in San Francisco back in June and let the sun cleanse my pale skin and feel the dry heat cocoon me. I feel a little sad that I'm only in California for a few more days before I go back to New York. I'm wearing cut-off sleeves and jeans and hear the sounds of the desert as I turn back to stare at the gas station sign, now just an empty skeleton. No way to identify what the name of this monument to American capitalism and fossil fuels used to be. I make my way back up the small embankment of sand and stone and stand under the canopy one last time, sponging up any lingering molecules from 1979, gently sticking them into my pocket to pull out at any time that I need to recharge my spirit as the pandemic continues to wax and wane. As we continue to hold our breath, unaware that in six months' time, gas prices will once again skyrocket just like in 1979. Fucking Putin. I look down at the remains of the pavement under the sturdy metal covering and stoop down to examine the dust. I wonder if any of these grains have been here since 1979. I pick a tiny one up and inspect it as another car with two much older Urbexers pulls up, my cue to leave. The couple, a man and a woman, get out of the car. The man barks at me. They just don't make them like this anymore, huh? <laughs> no. No, they do not. I hurry away. I'm not really up for chit-chat. Just before I get back to the car, I turn back and see the couple has stepped back in time, too. They're 40 years younger. Hippies. The man begins to poke about, just like me, as the woman stays in the car. Just like Shannon. And I have to wonder, as we drive away, if they weren't a couple at all, but just two dopes spending time together. ...in the middle of Cactus City, California. If you're just tuning in, then welcome to the second season of Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast... Join me every other week as I take you on an immersive sonic journey, recounting my expeditions of abandoned spaces across the United States, which I transform into fantastical audio experiences that allow you, dear listener, to dive into my imagination with me. Or maybe inspire you to go out and use your own. Next time, we're headed back to the Borscht Belt in New York, but this time with a friend, my buddy Julie, who I'm excited for you to meet. But you won't remember unless you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you could also rate and review your experience today. You know, if you want. Also, if you like to read or enjoy amateur photography, just know that each episode from this season is adapted from the original All American Ruins blog, where you can catch up on more of my adventures. Just visit allamericanruins.com or follow me on Instagram at allamericanruins. Abandoned, the All-American Ruins podcast, is hosted, written, edited, and produced by me, Blake File, with studio space courtesy of Radio Kingston, WKNY, AM 1490, FM 1079 in Kingston, New York. Special thanks to Ida Hakala, Jimmy Buff, and Manuel Bloss for the mentorship and encouragement. To you, the listener, for taking time to explore these abandoned spaces with me, and to Shannon, the biggest goon I know.